Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome into another episode of the Fat Guy Podcast. I'm the fat guy. Most people call me Brett. So glad you decided to join today. If you're uh, just curious about a ketogenic lifestyle way of eating, or uh, maybe you've been keto a while, or I don't know, maybe you're researching it for somebody else, I'm very glad that you're here. Who am I? I'm a guy that's been fat my whole life since, I don't know, it was four is when I started gaining weight or something. Just very young. Just uh, just kept growing. Just every year. There was no year. There was never a year that I didn't weigh more than I did the year before. Um you know, so you may can relate to that. You know, knowing what I know now, I know that I had some some uh, some metabolic issues, probably inherited. Um, now that I understand insulin resistance and all that, and I see how the weight can. I mean, I had a, I would call a spare tire when I was probably by the time I was ten or twelve, I was a big spare tire. So I was like normal sized everywhere except that this huge spare tire belly, um, which is a huge red flag. But I mean, well. Somebody knew back then, but just like today, most medical professionals don't know. They surely didn't know then. There's a few now you'll find that then understand it, but nevertheless, tried everything. Finally, uh, wound up losing 125 pounds so far, and still going. Still have to, I still have a ways to go. I probably need to lose another 50, maybe another 60, maybe another 75. I don't know. I won't know till I get there. Um, nevertheless. Uh, I'm not a medical professional and I don't pretend to be, and this isn't specific uh, weight loss or dietary or medical advice for you. It's simply my opinions and my personal experiences. So please keep that in mind. Subscribe to us on social media. Fat Guy Podcast is the username. That works uh, no matter where you're looking at. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Snapchat. Add me on all of those. Fat Guy Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Uh, you can get uh, episodes when they come out, of course, um, but you can easily scroll back and see previous episodes, which is probably the best reason to, that you want to subscribe. So if you're already a podcasting person and you listen to podcasts on whatever device you use, pretty much doesn't matter what what device or what software you use, you can search for Fat Guy Podcast and you'll find us because we're on Apple Podcasts and we're on the Google Play Store. If you don't understand podcasting or it seems daunting to you, don't let it be. It's as easy as downloading the Spreaker app. I love the Spreaker app. S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. It's the company I host the podcast with. Once you download it, just search for Fat Guy Podcast. Hit the heart button. Follow, like, subscribe. So not only will you see uh, when new episodes come out, but you can easily scroll back and see previous episodes. And um, it's by far my favorite. Uh, way to consume podcast. Uh, I have so many. There's, I'm not the only person on there. There's like thousands and thousands of other podcasts. Who knows what you'll find on the Spreaker app that you may like. We're going to talk about sweeteners today. I'm not going to try to get too technical, and I'm going to try to keep the podcast shorter. So I found that I tend to go really long on podcasts that I even intend on being short. So um, podcasts that don't require a ton of length, I'm not going to get way into. That's going to be my goal. We'll see how it works out. Uh, the beautiful thing about podcasts is you can pause it and pick it up later. 
sweeteners is what we're going to talk about. And this, this will apply to so many things because it doesn't matter who I work with with trying to lose weight um, using a ketogenic way of eating. Um, they all want to eat sweet stuff. <laughs> they want recipes for sweets. And, uh, and it doesn't matter how many how many times I try to tell people that you don't want to do that. If you do it, it needs to be super rare. I'd say at most weekly, less if possible. It's not just it's not just the carbs is the problem. It's years of being a sugar addict. You have you have been addicted to sugar pr- pretty much your whole life. And you didn't know you're an addict cuz you thought sugar was a food and you thought it was normal and safe to eat and it's not. It's it's not a food, it's a drug. And you've been consuming a drug. Imagine a imagine a uh, crack addict or a meth addict or cocaine addict or whatever who has literally been doing that stuff their whole life since they were five or six. <laughs> and suddenly they're 25 or 30 or 35 or 40. And uh, the effects of doing that is caught up with them and they need to stop it and they stop it. And your advice to them is... Um, you know, we'll do something that gives you a very similar effect to the cocaine. It won't be quite as good. It'll be like 90% as good. Uh, and uh, we'll give you, you can have that whenever you want. How long do you think that would work? It wouldn't work very long. It's going to flood back their mind, their brain, their memories, their body with all these, you know, memories of the drug they were addicted to. They're going to be right back on it. Um, and the de- And the same definitely applies to real sugar. Uh, boy, it's tough. Now, does that mean I've never eaten any kind of sugar and stuff since I started keto, uh, 14, 15 months ago? No, of course I have. I, I did, I decided to do Thanksgiving. I decided to do Christmas. I did my birthday. I did a week long thing after my mom passed away. Um, I just recently was in Vegas for three or four days. And so it happens. It certainly shouldn't be a goal, and it certainly shouldn't be something that happens very often because it's hard to get over. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine the day before yesterday. They carved out for a day, and then it turned into two, and now they can't they can't get back on keto no matter how they try. Well, they could, obviously, but I understand what they're saying. It is hard, and it's kind of just, and you don't like it. You hate it. Uh, it's just like being an addict. It's, Look, sugar is just like being an addict. Once you've been off it and you see how good you feel on a keto way of eating and you see how much weight you lose and how much better your body works, how much better you sleep and how much clearer your mind is, you know that it's a it's a superior way of eating, but you, you're still a sugar addict. Your brain is still addicted to sugar and the second you go back to it, you'll be off the wagon and it is so hard to get back away from it even though you hate it. When I was in Vegas... God, I hated it. Uh, the only time I felt good was when I was putting the pecan pie in my mouth and chewing it and swallowing it or the cheesecake. Five minutes later, I felt horrible. And then the rest, of the whole rest of the trip, I felt horrible. God, my muscle aches came back. Joint pain came back. My inability to sleep came back. The brain fog came back. The lethargy came back. I didn't have the energy. I, uh, it was just, uh, all the digestive problems, just everything came back and I'm like, why am I doing this? So 
there are art, uh, not not artificial. I don't want to use the art, word artificial. That's not right. Sugar substitutes is the word I should be using. So you're going to be familiar with some of them. You're going to be familiar with the pink packet and the yellow packet for sure. Um, you'll probably be familiar with stevia. You may not be familiar with things like maltitol. Um, you may not be familiar with xylitol. And uh, you may not be familiar with um, erythritol. Um, those are all classified as sugar alcohol. Erythritol, uh, xylitol, and maltitol are all considered sugar alcohols. So what is that? Well, it's a, it's a sugar that isn't absorbed by the digestive tract and it gets passed right through the system um, and your pee, generally speaking. Um, I did read that I believe xylitol uh, gets caught in the digestive system and consumed by your gut microbiome, your gut bugs that we all have, um, or at least some of it does. Um, stevia, or some people say stevia, that comes from a leaf. Um, that's a natural thing. Um, monk fruit um also comes from you know is all natural uh and then of course you're familiar with the uh pink and yellow packs i'm not gonna say the brand names nevertheless you know what they are those are not natural those are artificial so those are your sweetening choices so um first thing i want to talk about is dextrose and most words that in with the exception i think of sucralose sucralose is an artificial product with the exception of sucralose, pretty much anything that ends in os is a sugar. Lactose and milk, that's a sugar. Dextrose, that is a sugar. So I would invite you to look on the back of that uh, yellow pack. Um, well, let's, I'm not going to say the name of it. And to see what the number one ingredient is. So this is not sugar, right? This is a sugar substitute. See what the number one, the first ingredient in a yellow pack is. is dextrose. The number one ingredient in the non-sugar sweetener is sugar. The secondary ingredient that there's less of is going to be the artificial sweetener. So when you have these powdered sweeteners, you'll find they'll do that a lot. Uh, you'll find they do it with stevia. So if you go to your store and you buy powdered stevia, or you know, so that it kind of works like regular sugar, look at the back and see if it has dextrose in it. Oftentimes, most times, I'd say it will. Now there is some. There is some plain, pure stevia that you can buy. So if you're going to buy that, buy it. Um, but when it comes to things like stevia, monk fruit as well, monk fruit can fall victim to this. Um, it's better to get the drops for those because they almost you never really see much in there other than just what you're trying to get in the drops. But you can find it in the powdered form as well. You just have to look. So let's talk about which one of these are acceptable and, and completely non-acceptable. So... The yellow packs. Does that mean I can never have the yellow packs? Well, you can make it fit, but I would say you should never have more than two to three of those yellow packs a day because they are sugar. It's a very small amount of sugar. So let's say you use two packs to sweeten your cup of coffee in the morning and that's all you use. That's fine. Let's say you use two packs with your coffee and you use a pack to two packs with your tea at lunch. Could you get away with that? Probably. That'd be about it, though, man. That's at the upper max range. Uh, what would be better to do is to buy either a a, uh, a stevia drops or monk fruit drops. And the, the ultimate is a stevia monk fruit blend. So stevia is the sweetest and really tastes 
more like sugar to start with. But then it polishes off bitter. So you get that bitter aftertaste. That's the problem with stevia. That's why I'm, a lot of people don't like it. Monk fruit uh, doesn't quite taste like sugar, but it is a clean, nice, beautiful, sweet all the way through. I, monk fruit is my favorite, by the way, in case you want to know. I'll just drop that off now. So what they what you'll find now is these blends, these stevia monk fruit blends. And for my liquids, if I am going to sweeten a liquid and drink it, which I don't do often, um, basically I just sweeten my keto lemonade with it, which uh, you'll find in a previous uh, podcast if you want to go back and listen to it. Uh, it's pretty much all I use it for, but occasionally I'll sweeten some other things with it. Um, it's a stevia monk fruit blend, so they blend the two together. So you get the beautiful sweet, and you don't get the aftertaste, and it's just fantastic, and there's no glycemic index with them. Um, the brand I buy is called Easy Sweets. Easy Sweets. I think Sweets has a Z on the end, too. Not sure. Easy Sweets. You'll know the container. It's orange. It's a little... Uh, a little Egg, almost egg-shaped container with an orange wrapper around it. I get mine all to, off Amazon. <clears throat> so erythritol and xylitol is usually used for cooking sweets because it's like sugar. So both of them are pretty good. Erythritol is the best. Um, for most people, erythritol has no glycemic index to it. It won't spike your insulin if it does. I mean... Anything you eat is going to spike insulin a little bit, but it's super minimal, or not blood sugars, I should say. Um, xylitol is dangerous for animals. If you have animals around the house, you either need to be very careful where you keep it or just use erythritol. I don't like xylitol. I've tried it. It's not for me. But look, it's a personal taste thing. You may like it. If you don't have plants, it'd be great. Or plants. <laughs> if you don't have animals, it'd be great. That's fine. Uh, I think erythritol is probably better. Erythritol is safe for animals. It really has a great consistency like sugar. It uh, almost works one-to-one in place of sugar. As a matter of fact, if you do it as a one-to-one replacement for sugar, your stuff will be a little bit less sweeter, which is good. Um, If you're a keto person, you should like less sweet. You don't need the level of sweet you used to like. Um, So, I mean, that's my number one recommendation is erythritol. So if you're trying to cook up, a keto cookie or a keto, I don't know, cupcake. You know, erythritol is the way to go. So those are my two uh, recommendations for for the liquid drops, for putting in drinks and stuff. You either want to get stevia or a stevia monk fruit blend. Monk fruit by itself is way expensive. It's just way expensive. But when they blend it with stevia, I mean, it's still more expensive than stevia, but it's not so expensive that it's cost prohibitive. The last one I'll talk about is maltitol. Uh, you're probably not going to be able to buy maltitol, but you want to look for it. First of all, you shouldn't buy any of these keto products in the store. The main ones I'll talk about is Adkins, but there's other ones out there. Um, I'll give you a great example. I spotted sugar-free Reese's peanut butter cups and Cracker Barrel, and I nearly flipped my lid. Holy crap, you mean I might could have Reese's peanut butter cups again? Because in my opinion... <clears throat> they were by far the best sweet I ever ate. Like, you just, it doesn't get better than Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Uh, so I grabbed the package and looked at it. And not only was maltitol what was used to sweeten it, maltitol was the number one listed ingredient. It had more maltitol in it than it had anything else in it. So let's talk about maltitol. Maltitol is another one of those sugar alcohols that we talked about. 
But unlike erythritol and xylitol, malatitol does spike your blood sugar. There is an insulin response. And it's glycemic index, which affects the, which uh, measures the effect that a food has on your blood sugar. Its glycemic index is like 80% that of what sugar is. And when you consider that it's 80% of sugar, uh, as sweet as sugar, and you have to use 20% more to get the same sweetness as sugar, it has an then at that point it has the identical glycemic index. Even if you use it at the 80% level, it's still spiking your blood sugar like crazy. But it, but if if you're using it and you want to make something as sweet as it was when you cooked it with sugar and you have to overcompensate because it's only 80% as sweet, then you're getting the exact same glycemic index as sugar. Malatitol is horrible. It's horrible that companies like Adkins and other ones use it and pass it off as sugar-free. And I was even looking on that package of the sugar-free Reese's peanut butter cups I found. And at the bottom, it even said down there with, a, with an asterisk behind it, and I believe it was the background behind it was highlighted in yellow, so it would stand out. Uh, Maltitol is a sugar alcohol. Sugar alcohols are not digested in the same way as sugars are, so they pass through your system with no blah, 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 with no effect on blood sugar. No, that's not true at all. Maltitol is horrible for blood sugar. And uh, while I haven't purchased it and tried it personally, because I do test my blood sugar on nearly everything I eat, especially for the first time, because I want to know. I haven't personally done that because I already knew about it. And I didn't want to waste the money trying to find some maltitol. But I can tell you there's numerous keto people I know that have YouTube channels that have all tested their blood sugar after eating maltitol. And for every single one of them, it shot their blood sugar through the roof. So I know without a fact, um, high flute and low carb did it, uh, keto connect did it. Um, well, I'm not going to try to run through the whole list, but I've seen numerous people do it and they all had the same result. Does not necessarily happen with, with erythritol or xylitol and you won't really see it with stevia or monk fruit either. So those are the ways to go. Um, I honestly have never seen a test on, on the yellow packet or the pink packet. But I read some research on the pink packet, and um, I think it spikes your your uh, blood sugar as well. Um, I, I see no reason why the yellow packet wouldn't either. I mean, the number one ingredient in it is a sugar. It's dextrose. It has more sugar in it than anything. So I don't know why it wouldn't spike your blood sugar. But I, maybe I'll buy some of that and test it. I think I might get a small enough box or container, or maybe I'll steal some that's a bad word to use. Maybe the next time I'm at a, a restaurant, I'll I'll snag a few and tip them extra or what. I don't know. And, and try a test on it and see. Be interesting to know for sure. So there you go. There's my thoughts on sugar alcohols. Those are the ones I think you could get away with having and those that you probably should stick far away from. Um, that being said, you should stay away from all of them for as long as possible. Only... Consume them when it when you feel overwhelmed, like you must have something sweet. And the, the only other alternative is that you go off keto and consume sugar. And so it's used as a way to save you because once you have that sweet stuff, I'll give you a great example. Coke Zero. I love Coke Zero. Coke Zero is amazing. Will cause me to have sugar cravings like I'm a fiend. One Coke Zero. Does that mean I never have them? No, I still have one. Uh, but there for a while, I was drinking them every day. I got off on it so bad, I was drinking them every day. And I was like, whoa, gosh, you're off on this addiction train again. And so now I'll have them once or maybe twice a week. 
and I bought the little cans, you know, they're like, what are they like eight ounces? Those little tiny cans. That's what I bought. And that's all of it. I'll drink. And, um, I don't let it get out of control and I have them very rarely. Look, you have to understand if you understand that you're addicted to something and that anything that even tastes like it will send you off the rails, then you'll know what to do. Like you won't need my advice. You won't need a book. You won't need some kind of chart. You know, you won't need some kind of guru. Treat your sugar addiction the same way you would recommend your friend who was addicted to cocaine treat their cocaine addiction. Thank you so much for listening today. You don't know whose life you might change by sharing this. I say this every episode and very few people share it. And I'm like, I don't know why people don't share it. Maybe they're ashamed for people to know that they're listening to a weight loss podcast. Maybe they don't know how to share it. Maybe, possibly. I I don't know. But I wish more people would share It's not because I'm an attention hog or anything. It's because I want to help people. I want to help as many people as possible. And I know the podcast will help because that's the way I found keto and that's how I got help. So share and uh, like, subscribe and all that kind of stuff. And um, look, you can add us on the social media. Fat Guy Podcast is the username. And um, that's pretty much whatever social media you like. Then download the Spreaker app. So you can uh, know when the new episodes come out and scroll back and see old ones. And um, if you already listen to podcasts on your favorite podcasting uh, app, that, that works too. Just subscribe. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next episode. Thanks a lot. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.